3: This is Paul Hawkesby. Uh,
0: this is Max Rushton.
3: And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined once again uh, by Danny Kelly, picking out uh, some fine moments from his My Sporting Life archive. We uh, hope you enjoyed that. Fascinating stories. Um, we also spoke to Mikey Craig, a bass player for Culture Club, whose son is a professional footballer. Mm-hmm. He got a bit confused about the dates, uh, as you are discussing. It all worked out in the end. It certainly all did yeah. work out in the end. And we spoke to Dale Vince, the Forest Green chairman. Who uh, they don't—they not come greener, do they? Really? No, he's, it's a new innovation.
0: He's a, yes, a new in football kits. Yeah, amazing Making
3: football kits out of something. You told us stuff. We told you stuff. Uh, we kept an eye on the cricket, and that was basically it. So uh, here it all is. Of course, we'll have
0: regular updates on the eventful. Third test, naught for naught.
3: Wow, we yeah, not good. We're a bit annoyed about that, aren't we? That's um, well, I just, think, just, look, I mean, just imagine if yeah, well, Andy was sitting here. I think, I think we're more here. frustrated. I mean, we've only seen one angle on it, and uh, as we said earlier on with with Leach, it was so hard to tell conclusively. We kept seeing that and thinking it hasn't carried, it hasn't carried, and then they suddenly showed us an angle. You thought well, you can see it has. That's a catch. So I think you'd like to have seen more than one slightly blurred angle there before the third umpire made their mind up. I would agree.
0: Uh, not not an ideal morning's cricket. No, uh, it's been entertaining, obviously. Um, and lots of people saying you know looking at the way you know Axar Patel just i mean—he bowled absolutely brilliantly didn't he that England should have played more spinners but what England really need is to play the Indian spinners but we can't pick them because it's difficult. they already play for India yeah. it's a real problem I know I'm not doing the TalkSport 2 coverage it's a basic flaw in so that
3: in that yeah. Uh,
0: process. Yeah. What would Andy be saying?
3: The players uh, should be made to quarantine in a, a I mean, dorm room in a youth hostel. I've seen I've seen England 350 for one <laughs> and Andy says we'll be 400 all out. So <laughs> when he's that pessimistic when you can be optimistic, what, what chance have you got now? So he, he won't be happy. I think it's pretty clear. There's a pretty good chance when he's here on Friday he won't be particularly happy either uh, if we're all still we'll here be on finished, Friday. Be finished, Talking right? of which, I think KP's with us for the five days as part yeah. of our commentary team. But it's a pretty good chance. He may have a couple of days on his Hand. so And we've signed him we've signed him. We do we pay him by the day or have we paid I him for the know. full five? I mean, if we paid him for the five, we've got two days. So if there's anybody out there, no job too small. Absolutely. He's gone he says that's what it says on the size of his transit van. Yeah. Yeah. so house clearance minor plumbing jobs decorating yeah, any sort of DIY house be, yeah do anything for you yeah, no, he'd be very happy to help so if there's have anything we need doing, we told, pass these on to KP have we told him about this well, no, not yet let's see what he's asked to do and right. then he, and he can look okay. down the list so let okay. us know this afternoon um, also we would love to hear if, if uh, people have got your name ever so slightly wrong with uh, hilarious consequences um, it's, uh, it's it's been renamed isn't it the stadium where, uh, where um, uh, England India are playing today it's now the uh, uh, Narendra Modi Stadium yeah. um, after this morning, and uh, but it was actually officially opened this incredible stadium in his uh, in um, Ahmedabad by Donald Trump, and at the time he spoke to 120,000 cricket mad Indians and talked about Suchin Tendulkar <laughs> and Virat. Vero- <laughs> Co it's like a computer game where they're not allowed the rights, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? That's it. So, has anybody got your name ever so slightly wrong? Whether and ideally in public when it's called out, when it's called out. Uh, I I've said it before, an old mate of mine he went to a wedding, it was quite a posh wedding where they announced you in at the, uh, at the door. Oh, dear. Oh, no. And he went up and he said to the bloke, Sean Singleton, and he went, Yep, and he went. Mr. Paul Pingleton. <laughs> That's a bit of a funny name, <laughs> Paul Pingleton. I suppose you're tempted at the top of the stairs saying, it's not, it's Sean Single." So um, if you've got tales along those lines, talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TS... H&J.
0: Digest uh, Jeff says, Paul hasn't given the time out. We'll show I know, it's bad, isn't it? Well,
3: good, I should say, good afternoon. It's 13 minutes past one. Yeah. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Max. <laughs> Very quickly, you should say well done to Chelsea. It was a great win. I thought they were a
0: bit flat, weren't they? But, yeah. you know, Tuchel has really, you know, he's got them playing wonderfully well. I thought Giroud was brilliant. Um, not just... The goal, which no. was a beautiful goal. But I thought he, you know his all-round performance, his touch is, is so great. I mean, I love a target man, but he's such a great player.
3: And he was calling for him to play. He wanted him to get a bit more involved. That annoying thing they do in the Champions League games where... While you're waiting for the referee and the and the um, VAR to make a decision, they don't show you replays, mm. which is what we get. So all you do is I spooled back. I thought, well, I'm going to have a look because they're not going to show us it, and you can see it comes off the defender. So I knew a good two minutes before they gave it, it was a goal. You
0: should, you most, sh- most you should most do VAR,
4: just,
3: um, but, but uh, most people.
4: So why not right. show it? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree
0: with that. But um, I I you know I'm in business with the new Mar- with the Marseille owner. You know the be- good goals should count for more. Yeah. So another thing that I approached him with yesterday is that. Overhead kicks are always onside, okay. regardless. Well, wherever they are. It the doesn't kick? matter where it is. Guy Mowbray got, you know, I, I tweeted this out. Guy Mowbray from Match of the Day suggested, you know, that be good players could flick it up to themselves, which I think is completely yeah. ridiculous. because obviously, so you,
3: it's not, it can't be a... No, no. no. Okay. First, first rule of
0: head, headers and volleys, you can't set yourself up. Guy but, should know that. Yeah. What's he doing on Match of the Day? Fraud
2: <laughs> and outrage. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport.
3: We mentioned earlier on getting names wrong. It was uh, Donald Trump was the spring ball for this when he was at the stadium where India playing England uh, today and uh, butchered uh, a couple of the names of uh, Indian cricket legends. So uh, you've been telling us your stories. A good one. My name is Stuart Hagger. <laughs> okay. That's Stuart Hagger. Many years ago, I had to do a sales presentation using PowerPoint. My first slide came up with my name on It, it was put together by my sales manager, and everyone started giggling. When I looked over my shoulder at the <laughs> screen... Uh, unfortunately, someone had put my initial, but no dot between that and my surname. So it bore the legend Shagger. Oh, yeah. Um, the boss claimed it was an error P.S. I married a Susan <laughs> Marvelous. Who, who lives with that constantly I, was, I, I saw that I thought
0: oh I'm not sure if I, I thought you know, that might be a save it for the weekend level of I was very happy it it was a good story wasn't it it's true it's, it's, it's perfect it's,
3: Yeah. anyway keep them coming Yeah. yeah. The, Jack
0: yeah. says I once spelt my name out on the phone to Thames Water Clark with an E I said two days later I got a letter from them addressed to Mr. Cleek and Paul Mellon says with regards to getting my name wrong I was uh, on my coffee cup last year I know I'm not the slimmest guy, but please. And instead of Paul, they just wrote Ball,
3: B A L L. <laughs> Chris <laughs> and your son Ball. Keep them coming, then. Talksport.com text 81089 tweet TS H and J. Um, well, Forest Green Rose going rather well off the pitch. Yeah. Could go top of League Two yeah, tonight with a victory against Matt Rushton's we'll Cambridge, in, of course, after last night's uh, defeat against Cheltenham. Um, but off the pitch, of course, they are leading the way as they often do. Uh, joining us now. Uh, the uh, club's owner, Dale Vince. Good afternoon, Dale. Good afternoon, guys. Yeah, so so we've talked before. Everybody knows about the club's uh, green credentials and and the way you you lead uh, things in that area. But this is is very interesting. You've gone from a bamboo kit to a kit made out of coffee grounds.
1: Yeah, it's bonkers, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It's probably why it's getting so much attention. It just sounds so... Kind of crazy, doesn't it? But uh, but that's what's happened. You know, we introduced bamboo a couple of years ago because we're looking for more sustainable material, and we carried on this journey with our kit supplier Playlayer, and they came up with the possibility of coffee a few months ago. They've made a few shirts, lab tested them, and stuff like that. And on Saturday we're going to give them the final test, an actual match day test. Uh, to see how they hold up.
0: I mean, Coffee Grounds, when I finished my filter coffee, and I sort of picked that bit up and chucked mm-hmm. it, It's sort of quite heavy and dead, yeah. you know, it's, it's quite sodden as well. I don't didn't just, immediately <laughs> think that would make a good <laughs> I, football shirt. I don't immediately think I'm just going to pour this over <laughs> one yeah. of my kits before I play Five so A Side.
3: I mean, in layman's terms, now, I'm sure you've been along and watched it happen. What, what's the process <laughs> it goes through from Max's coffee machine to a football shirt?
1: I actually don't know. I've not, <laughs> I've not been there and seen it. So I'm taking their word for it. But right. what, what they say is it's the, it's the grounds from three cups of coffee and, and it's five empty water bottles uh, that in combination make up one shirt.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. Should we should we all be should all of our clothes be being made like this?
1: Yeah, and, and that's the point really. I mean, uh, as a football club, we're looking for equipment that is more sustainable on the one hand, but also gives us an athletic performance. And the more plastic we can take out of the kit, the better it is for performance because it breathes better, keeps our players cool. So, we're looking for that as a club, but our message as environmentalists is exactly that. That these are the kinds of things that we've got to do in everyday life. Our clothes need to be sourced more sustainably. We need to keep them longer as well. Um, uh, so that we, you know, use less resource. Do, do, is there a compromising quality, would you say, because of this? No, not that I've seen. No, I mean the bamboo is, is beautiful, lovely to wear, really soft and comfortable. And uh, the coffee I've only put on briefly, but it, it you know, it, it's lighter, uh, not by very much, but a little bit, and uh, and just as soft, and it breathes better. So we think we've we've improved on the bamboo with this different ingredient. Uh, which is recycled coffee grounds.
3: And what about the the, the price of the shirts? Does it, um, does it make them more expensive to you, to your fans or or not?
1: No, nope, it'll be the same.
3: Okay. Uh, you're obviously the pioneers here within football. Have
0: you noticed over the years other clubs? You know when they you know, when people are allowed into grounds and you have to sort of do all the, you know, the prawn sandwich hospitality with the opposition chairman and all that. Have you found that that, that you are getting a better response or a more interested response as the years have gone
1: on? Oh, yeah, totally. And, and actually, uh, you know, when we visit other clubs, uh, quite often mm. uh, they go out of their way to put on a vegan, uh, you know, option for us. Mm. Uh, which, is, which is really lovely. We've had um, fans of other clubs come to our games and then lobby their own clubs to put on vegan food as result, well. We've been approached recently by a club in our league to supply burgers for their players for training day food uh, because they've tried them and like them and, and they want them. So this stuff is kind of percolating, forgive the pun, it's not intended, but it's percolating out yeah. into the world of football, and and that's how we try to bring change, by doing what we believe in, showing other people, sharing the stories, and letting them make their own minds up.
0: It's not the opposition chairman going, oh god, we have got Forest Green today, get yeah. mm. getting the
3: vegan. put, the stakes, put <laughs> the stakes back in the <laughs> put freezer put the recycling bin right outside the front prove, prove that we're decent about all
1: this yeah.
3: You do notice it when you go to games, even at our place, you know, recycling the, the plastic cups, I mean all clubs are making an effort, not I don't think to the extent that you do, but maybe that in time, in time they will do.
1: No, I think that's absolutely right. You know, it's it's starting to appear more in clubs at all levels. You know, I mean, even in the Premier League, you've got Chelsea just before the pandemic about this time last year opened a vegan-only catering outlet, which was the first in, in the Premier League and, and stuff like that, you know. So it is happening, it's coming, but it's coming in society generally, isn't it? People are increasingly concerned about the climate crisis and they want to see more done. Football and sport generally has a unique position because we have a platform. We can communicate. People look up to their clubs and their players and take the steer from them, from the way they live their lives. So, you know, we've got a unique responsibility, I would say, to lead the way.
0: Uh, You're home to Southend tonight at bottom of League Two. Now, look, Cambridge, we let them have a point last week when we (coughs) played them at home. Very good of you. Very good of us, and you're meant to be a nice guy, Dale, and a nice club. Could you do the same? I'm happy with you being joint top, but I don't want you to, you know, it's it's nice to see your club top of the league, and it doesn't happen very often to me. C- could you be selfless tonight? <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I hear you. I hear you. But, uh, well, I won't be on the pitch myself. No. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm going to leave it to the lads. <laughs> the,
3: so, uh, sounds like a no
0: to Yeah,
1: quite hard, no. it's <laughs> OK. The,
3: the, the shirts then, the match one uh, limited edition prototypes are going to wear against Colchester at the weekend. Um, you're going to uh, going to uh, raise some money for charity with those.
1: Yeah, we're going to auction them off and donate the cash to local NHS and to a charity called One Tree Planted, which uh, mm. you know it does what it says on the on the on the tin really. In uh, they plant trees. Uh, yeah. and that, that's a charity that Hector <laughs> Berin uh, hooked us up with uh, when he joined us last summer.
3: Oh, of course, yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, he's, has he been? A a, some people just going what Hector yeah, Berin yeah, joined no, there, us there last summer? know a big, I know, a big yeah, piece, no, big interesting a piece <laughs> in the Sunday <laughs> Times magazine the other day. Has he, has he been quite happy? on. we spoke about that at the time There, have you has he been quite involved
1: no he's been busy but uh, yeah. i saw he launched a clothing range the other day and we've mm. been having a few conversations about that we've got aligned interests in uh, some off-pitch eco stuff like tree planting and and clothing and stuff like that but uh, i like what he's doing you know i like the fact that he's using his platform and uh, and you know that's that's good enough for me and when can people
3: buy this shirt in in the club shop or online as it is at the moment
1: uh, well, apart from the uh, used ones, we'll wash them, obviously, but mm. apart from the used ones after Saturday, it'll be at the start of the new season when we launch a new design.
3: OK, All right. fantastic. And uh, we well, spoke before, your, your new stadium, the, the, the pictures we've seen are amazing, and you said last time everything was going in the right direction, you were still on course. So how, how What are you looking at, you think, to be in the new place, potentially?
1: I think if we're lucky, we'll start working a couple of years, and it's a two-year build programme, so we could be four years away.
3: Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it did look. It did look uh, amazing. And um, it crowds back. We hope. In light of the prime minister's comments on Monday, how are you, how are you feeling about that?
1: Yeah, it's next season, isn't it? Which yeah. is, you know, a bit disappointing. We hoped for the end of this season. It would have been fun, particularly in the run-in, because we think we'd be in contention. But you know this has been an exceptional year, and we're quite reconciled to not having fans. You know, it's, it's not a problem. When fans do come back, uh, you know it'll be safe, which is good. And you know, I think for the start of next season, it should be possible to have fans back in normal numbers. That's how it looks to me.
3: You'll have to do Max a favour and get yourself in the playoffs at Wembley. So uh, then you
1: can. <laughs> have crowds I,
3: you know, I'd rather be eleventh than me in the playoffs. It's
1: just too stressful. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Hello, good luck yeah. this evening.
0: Dan.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Thanks both. Yeah. Thanks very much, Dalvin. There, the uh, Forest Green uh, chairman, and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, go and check that out. The shirt's made out of coffee grounds. Absolutely, It's the
0: future. It is. And obviously on the, on the bamboo one, Danny, I'm not <coughs> going to read this question. Does that mean you've got 70% more chance of being eaten by a panda? <laughs> Can you ask him? Now, come on, with a sensible that, subject?
3: Imagine a panda attack on the field at Forest Green. They're very placid pandas, yeah. aren't they? They just sort of wonder, have a little sleep in the
0: court, you know, in the centre circle. Just yeah. to yeah. avoid the panda.
3: Or a player feeling maybe a bit, halfway through <laughs> a game, feeling a bit lethargic, <laughs> taking a bite out their shirt. I hope they're going to get a caffeine <laughs>
4: whack off of well, it. Possibly, Is yeah. there
3: any ca- we should have asked him, if you suck the shirt, you get a bit of a caffeine whack halfway through. Well, you did say yesterday, you know, uh, Adrian Durham, around the grinds. Around you? the grinds, that was what he <laughs> the be. Yeah, He's either very posh or it's coffee-based. <laughs> That's what it is. You've been telling us your stories of people getting your names wrong. Um, I had, where's it gone? Um, I once ordered a parcel over the phone after three weeks hadn't received it. Um, I've not read this in advance. So it may be uh, no, either I think an it's absolute okay. dumper okay. or, or rude. I rang up to ask where it was and they said they had no name on the postage. I said, my... Surname was Southern. He said, Sutton? I said, uh, no, Southern. He said, Southern? Boy, it's like, who's on first? I didn't realise it was a comedy (laughs) skit. I would have read it first. I said, Southern, like the drink. Southern comfort. Two days later, my parcel arrived addressed to Mr. Comfort. Marvellous. Fantastic. Thank you, Phil. I Um, should have rehearsed it.
0: Adnan says, my name is Adnan. Mm. At my first university graduation with my entire family, an extended family watching their Mm. first child to get a university degree, the doddering old fool called me Adamanda to the Entire audience. <laughs> oh, sorry, Adnan. Sorry, Adnan. Well funny. done on all your qualifications. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily
2: Podcast.
4: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which
5: and now save 40 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at sleep number stores or sleepnumber.com
2: millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds
5: salads generally for most people are the easy button right
3: Time once again to dip into uh, the My Sporting Life archive. They're all available on the uh, Talk Sport app. You can listen at your leisure. It's a huge archive of uh, long-form chats with sports great and good. Uh, Danny Kelly is your host,
5: and uh, we're going to talk about Sir Sterling Moss, the late great uh, today. Danny, yeah, that's right. And this was one of my, in some ways, favourites. I'm no great fan of um, motor racing, particularly, but um, obviously he he was a total legend. But on occasion, Paul, Max, and the listeners, we were allowed to go to people's homes to do them, very rarely. Mm. But we really wanted to do it from Sir Sterling's home because, uh, A, he lived smack bang in the middle of London, so it was really convenient for us. In Mayfair, Paul, those muses behind the big shops, it was incredible. But also, he had, at the height of his fame, built the uh, apartment in which he lived from scratch. Um, and it was, in its time, the most modern home in Britain. Um, you got a lift up to it. Um, and the lift opened out into his living room, where you got uh, a lo- very large window covered by Britain's first ever remote control curtains. He used to be able to do those with a dongle. Um, and then the mo- I, mean, I know you have time to play the clip where I'm, where I'm marveling at this. But once they said, "Right, come and sit in the living in, in the dining room," we all sat around uh, the edges of a, of a medium-sized room. There was no sign of a table. Then he pressed a button, and uh, the ceiling descended <laughs> from the kitchen, which was above it with the table on on this sort of platform, which was the ceiling, came down to the, to the sort of level, and there was the meal prepared for us in another room. <laughs> That's fantastic. I mean, it was astonishing. Um, yeah. And of course, and he was he was a great, great man to be around. And the other thing about going to his home, of course, you could not move for trophies.
3: Yeah, understandably. Um, although, you know, like everybody who drove in those days, uh, you know, you, you kind of did it all in the shadow of death, as a great many of his friends and colleagues sadly did. But... Um, He's when you talked about a race at Goodwood uh, where he nearly lost his life, didn't you? We're going to play that moment now.
4: I don't remember very much of it because I think I was blacked out probably for a few seconds. But I'm going round uh, on the far side. There's a very fast corner called Fordwater, and I'm going. To, and uh, Graham Hill, uh, who I was unlapping because he'd lapped me, uh, was on the, on my right. I was on his left. I saw him. What. And mistook, I think, probably his signal, because I think he thanked the, the marshals for giving him the, the flag that I was coming, because he then pulled across, pulled out, and, and I had to go left, and I had to go till I was on the grass, and which had been, which was wet, and therefore I'd lost control.
5: You smashed into whatever it was into a, in. into
4: a bank at 100 and, 130 miles an hour or so.
5: You're unconscious as, again.
4: I so. was unconscious. I was paralysed for th- for three months. Uh, I was unconscious from just on a month.
5: You were in a coma for a month. Yeah,
4: exactly, and uh, which was wasn't very good.
3: No halo in the old cockpits then, Danny, were there, of course?
4: No,
5: I mean, that, of course, was the shadow that hung over a lot of the interview, um, the death and mayhem that accompanied motor racing at that level in the 50s and 60s. It was really interesting on a domestic level. Mm-hmm. Um, Lady uh, Moss, his long... his. Uh, uh, le- the lady wife was there and so was his housekeeper they'd all been together for a very long time and when he talked about these accidents um the women who were sat in on the interview would go across the room and just very gently pat him um mm. like like they were just giving thanks for him still being there because he was a lovely chap i mean yeah. just an extraordinary nice man but they they were clearly devoted to him he also had a domestic uh, incident, yeah. um, which we're going to
3: tell you about. Now, this is another clip from Danny's chat with Sir Sterling Moss.
4: On the second floor, third floor to the Americans, uh, I went to the lift to go downstairs, opened the door, stepped into it, and the lift wasn't there. But wasn't, how did that happen? Well, it, c- it shouldn't happen. I mean, that's all one can say, is it was a mechanical problem, made or electrical problem, I think, actually, uh, because of the there is the safety thing normally because you can't open the door unless the lift there that got misarranged for whatever reason and there was nothing there so I slipped into a gap
5: into a void and you fell and you're not a young man at this stage No, no. you fell three floors you are 80 years of age tell us about your injuries
4: Uh, both my ankles of course and I messed up my arm a bit but uh, all I can tell you is I opened the door and goodbye.
5: Did were you? Did you? When you stepped into that darkness, or falling. Do you remember anything?
4: No. I first thing I remember is my wife came downstairs so fast, and she was there and had my my sort of head in her in her lap, um, which must have been all of about four seconds after I went got, went in the lift. Uh.
5: Well, you got yeah. downstairs quickly enough. I don't yeah, 't would make exactly, light of it, but... exactly. It's amazing well, how understated he yeah. is about that. I wait, should have oh. been
0: there. Or when he said, "You know, I was in a coma for a month, which wasn't good." You sort yeah. of think these are sort
5: of seminal moments. He's just so sort of. I think. I think Max. The issue here is he's been in so many crashes sure. and things, and yeah. falling three, falling three floors down a lift shaft into your living room, um, you know, or out of your living room rather. Just it doesn't seem that extraordinary uh, to him. Um, it was. It, it was um, I mean, he's no longer with us now. But uh, if you if you consider that for fifty years in this country, whenever a policeman stopped you um, in your car, he you would go, "Who do you think you are, Sterling Moss?" Now, I think he's probably been replaced by uh, well, by Damon Hill now, hasn't he? But um, uh, at the time, that's how famous he was, even though he never won the world championship, and he was absolutely un bothered by that he believed he'd had a wonderful career and a wonderful mm. life and he and, he, and he, he was one of those chaps you meet who you know is enjoying every moment of every day thanks Danny. except we'll can- when you fall down lift shaft. Yeah, yeah of course yes. of course that,
3: that, that, yeah and um,
5: we'll
2: catch you, with you next cheers, week Danny. thanks
3: very much cheers men. bye the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast from talk sport can I apologise to uh front woman of the proto punk band Jane County you in the may. Electric Chairs? Yes, you may. I killed off Jane earlier on. She's still very much with us, living in the Did States. she text the show? She didn't. Oh. I'm she's listening to the live commentary, oh, ball Talksport by ball, exclusively good, yeah. on Talksport yeah, 2, but she's a sort of artist and the band still exists. So, Jane, if you're listening. Two different though well, I didn't get two different stories. Just got it wrong. Just made one up. I, I didn't mean to, but no, uh, okay. accept my apology. And I'm sorry for being canned off at Reading in 1977. <laughs> anyway, talking to music. Uh, reading a piece the other day uh, with a uh, footballer playing out in the states uh, in Miami, who uh, happens to be the son of Mikey Craig bass player with Culture Club. And he said his dad was a big football fan. So I thought, well, that's two birds, one stone. Absolutely. Talk about his lad. Talk about his love of football. Talk about the band. And Mikey joins us now. Good afternoon, Mikey.
6: Good afternoon, Paul. But,
3: yeah, good. To, look, lovely to talk to you. Um, and yeah, your, your lad was at West Ham. And uh, these days, they out playing in Miami.
6: Yeah, he started off um, at West Ham under the tutelage of... Um, Oh, God, it's his blooming name now. Who was um, it? Who
3: would have been his manager? I'm trying to get who his manager would have oh, been then. Yeah. What sort of era was this?
6: Uh, you're talking about late eighties. Uh, oh, early 80s. Oh, right. Sorry. It was early 80s. What? John, Your son? John, 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 oh, John oh, Lyle? Sorry. John Lyle? Yeah.
3: Oh, <laughs> sorry.
6: <laughs> sorry hold wood. on a minute. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's,
3: it's a time machine you've <laughs> got. Hold on a minute. Like, yeah.
6: <laughs> It was, uh, it was, he was playing under the tutelage of Tony Carl.
3: Ah, Uh, Tony, Tony, a lovely man. Yeah. He's been on many times with us. Yeah. Lovely guy. Yeah. yeah. How could I forget him? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's always a good grounding at at that club under him, wasn't it really? So, uh, but he's enjoying life in the States.
6: Yeah. I mean, he, um, he, it didn't quite work out at West Ham. So, um, he played a bit of non-league here and then he he was offered uh, a place at a college out there, uh, a, a scholarship, mm. um, a, a small college called Young Harris, which was, turned out to be a fantastic little college. Um, he then, uh, after Young Harris, he got a place through a, a, a colleague of his who was previously Young Harris. He got um, signed up by Louisville City. Mm-hmm. which was managed by James O'Connor, mm-hmm. who formerly played at, uh, I think it Burnley, had spells at Burnley and Sheffield Wednesday and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, he hit the ground running there and they, they, they went on to win. They were comp- champions championship winners three times in a row and they were... Um, sorry, championship winners back-to-back oh. and the conference, conference winners three times in a row.
3: And, and Paul Dalglish, um, um picked him up, didn't he, at Miami? Kenny's uh, lad.
6: Yeah, he did. I mean, hmm. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how that came about. I mean, Paco actually came home uh, at the end of 2019 and was hoping to sort of build a career here because he'd been away from us for so long. Um, he wanted to be nearer to his family. Hmm. So Mark Warburton, uh, of all people, asked offered him a, a trial down at QPR. So oh, he went fantastic. to QPR. He was there for about, I mean, the trial should have lasted about four days or something, but he was there for about four weeks oh. while they dillied and dallied and wondered whether they were going to sign him or not. And in the end, they didn't. But um, Mark then uh, offered Paco over to Gareth Ainsworth at, at Wickham. And Gareth gave him a short contract, which was, which was pretty good, um, but then obviously the pandemic struck, and you know, Wickham were in turmoil, and then yeah. you know they haven't got haven't got a ton of funds, so um, that contract came. Who, came who's your
3: who's your team, Mikey? Who's, who do you support? Who do you who do you follow? You
6: know, well, I'm, I've been a Chelsea fan since oh. uh, since the late sixties. For my for my sorrows. Oh, okay. So it's been pretty um, good
3: in recent years, isn't it? it maybe wasn't in the late
6: sixties as much,
3: but oh, I don't know. Nineteen seventy wasn't too bad either.
6: <laughs> well, it's been amazing, actually. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, um, it's, it's a bit of you know a bit of turmoil lately. Obviously, with, yeah. with Frank being um, shown the door. But I mean, I think, unfortunately, it was the right thing to do. Although I love Frank, and I, I was hoping for an English manager to win the Premier League and win, perhaps win the Champions League, but um, it wasn't to be. But I think we can see clearly now that um, it was the right thing for yeah, the club yeah. to do. Absolutely. And Chelsea are that kind of club, you know, and you... you, yeah. you, you You've got to live with it. It tends to work, yeah, and, yeah.
0: And I wonder if your your son got his footballing prowess from you. Mark has been in touch to say, "Does Mikey remember the days of Felgate United? Gregor's brother, in a great I league do. we played in at Ravens Court Park. Mikey was a marauding oh midfielder, God. socks
6: down, oh big afro, God. good player in his day. I still at the back street behind my mother's house. It was called Fel, Felgate Muse, so the club was formed there in the back streets. Yeah, wow. I remember that very well, very and, well. And do, do I actually, you actually, actually. I, I mean I had a, our school team were like you know I went to a, a grammar school called St Clement Danes and we we happened to have uh, an incredible football team and uh we the whole team were offered um you know, uh, scholarships at, uh, at Fulham. Wow, no, what? Like a job yeah, lot? No a job team. lot Bring them all well in, take a lot was, of them. A, Here's the under-16s, jo-
1: wow. Well,
6: yeah. that, that was what it was. It was a job lot. We played them in a match. We played their under-15s or under-16s or whatever it was. Um, uh, we went a goal down and then yours truly got the equaliser. Oh. And um, and then next thing, a letter turned up at the uh, at the school offering us all to you know to sign on for the club oh.
3: but the music took over eventually I guess
6: the music took over it did yeah mm. I mean I was I, I'd, I'd always loved music it's always been with me uh since I was about 10 years of age I started playing drums and that uh, that led me on to playing bass guitar and you know I started off playing by ear and then I, I began learning you know began to learn the rudiments of music yeah,
0: well, well, the Culture Club tweeted out 3 days ago on this day in 1984 Culture Club bought him <coughs> two Brit Awards for Best British Group Probably and her. Best British Single Karma Chameleon. Do you remember this moment? I mean I presume <laughs> Mikey you remember this, moment Frankie Howard is in the picture and, and is he? unless he was in unless he was in <laughs> the band, weird. but I don't remember. <laughs> yes. Do you do you remember oh having a do you remember having
3: a photo with Frankie, Frankie Howard? And a, and a Howard Brit in a short lived period as the front man of Culture Club. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah, no Frank. Unfortunately mm. I. I do remember that, yes. So, yeah. And I remember sort of, the, uh, the gold lame suit or something I was wearing as well.
3: Oh, it's oh, magical. Dear. It's a magical spangly outfit you've got on. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, the, the flamboyant <laughs> clothes. Um, George has been in the news, hasn't he? Because he did a, a duet with um, Gary Barlow. Rather good, actually. Yeah. I think you, Have you seen that, Mikey?
6: Yeah, I, ju- I heard a little mm. bit of it. It did sound pretty good. Mm. I mean, um, I think George has... George George's voice is suited to those sort of um, yeah. ballad type songs and he's a bit of a crooner, although he wants to be probably a rock and roller <laughs> in his heart. But um, you know, he's at the end of the day he's a proper, you know, proper crooner and then and the song it sounded good. It sounded really good. I liked it a lot.
3: And you did a gig, didn't you? The band do a kind of gig right at the end of last year, a, a live stream gig from Wembley,
6: is that right? we did yes mm. we did i mean we originally we were going to have like uh, 3 3000 fans uh, in in the in, in the arena but mm. um, the goalposts kept moving shall we say yeah. every every 5 minutes and uh, it's it went from 3000 to 1000 then finally there were no fans in there so we did the show to an empty arena which was uh, a, a, a new experience yeah. for all of us. And you, I you plan
3: that. a tour again once, once we're through all this.
6: We are, yeah. We, we've. I think there's going to be a biopic on George. I, right. mean, uh, it's, it's, I think it's been green lit now. Um, so, obviously, when the around that, there should be probably a new album and, and, and some more touring.
3: Brilliant. Well, give our best to Paco. It goes well from in the states. Good to talk to you, Mikey. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Take care. Mike and Craig, their basis for Culture Club, who's led uh, Pecco, playing in Miami. Yeah. So, Mike says we were a great
0: team <clears> on <throat> the Ravens Court Park yeah. team. Yeah, it'll take the whole job United. lot
3: of a squad. Do you know, what? I, I, I wrote I wrote for Frankie Howard. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did back in the day when I was well, a kid. Pompeii. No, no, no. This is a radio series he did, and I did some stand up stuff for him, some writing. For him, which was it quite it was the experience. it oh, was right. tell, the, tell me is it this was not the experience. An ah, well no, what? it was he was he, yeah, he was Frankie Howard do what he wants. I yeah. Guess, it we? was um it was an experience though, you know, working with someone uh, you know, a bit of a legend and all that. So um what about that? I <laughs> how far you how far you've fallen. Now that's look right at, now, now look I'm look at you. sitting here looking <laughs> at you. Frankie Howard would be quite good on his takeover mid-mornings. Yeah, I, I just imagine him as a front man for Culture Club. I mean, at one point, someone would have suggested as a sketch that he would he'd dress up as Boy George in his pomba. <laughs> Jim, I Simon and Frankie Howard? Yeah, could work could not it <laughs> well there would be a tough booking these days sadly uh, yeah. I, I, this is not a Jane County no, situation no, isn't, though, as of course. call it the
2: Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport
0: and now there was a
3: moment yesterday in the Leeds
0: Southampton games and mm. Leeds played very well in the second half uh, in, in the first half uh, Andre Mariner wasn't it, gave a penalty Nathan Teller had gone down yeah. To yeah. a bit of a dive he well, was it? stuck it his got leg a card? Out. I saw should've Mark
3: Halsey saying that today in the, and if someone's clearly dived mm. and they've been found out doing a Mr Grimsdale then you've got you've yeah. got to give them I don't disagree with him. Uh, At half-time, Jermaine Beckford was the
0: pundit. And he did say... He'd, ha- he'd have got away with it if it hadn't been for VAR. Like, like, suddenly, VAR is Scooby-Doo, isn't yeah, it? It just yeah. pulls off. It's like the caretaker
3: decision. The caretaker. It would be hadn't great been for those pesky VARs. It would be great to cut to that image that occasionally do of Stockley Park and it was the whole cast. Yeah, exactly. Fred's, Fred's there. And they are all just sitting there looking at the monitors. <laughs> no, they no, they shouldn't be in Stockley Park. They should be in, a va- they should be in the in van, shouldn't van. they? Just like outside like, of Ellen Road. Like Andy Townsend. Exactly, yeah. I
0: would have got away with
3: it. Nathan Teller's shaking his fist. It's yeah. Scooby Doo I, mean, no, I would have got away with it if it hadn't been for you. I can understand they were a bit frustrated, but neither of them were pens. I mean, it, you know, no. Andre Marron he, he, he plays the ball and then Marron blows. So there's not much you can do about I it. I agree. And
0: Hasenhügel actually, in a, you know, managers who are, he was quite honest after he was quite yeah. good. He said, "Well, maybe he blew just before whatever." But look,
6: yeah. we
3: were we were good in the first half and we weren't in the second half. No, I and mean, leads were very good. Yeah, that was a, a bit of a shooing, wasn't it? In the end, three nil. Um, you've been telling us that about people getting your name ever so slightly wrong. This was because uh, when the stadium were England India playing at the moment was opened by Donald Trump then US President uh, he, he slightly butchered the names of a couple of Indian cricket legends he gave us Suchin Tendulkar and Virat Kohli nice, yes. So uh, you've been telling us uh, some tales. Uh, my surname is Pinder, and in my first day of uni many years ago, I was misheard and called Pig Dog. I mean, that's <laughs> a that's a that's not even a surname. <laughs> I'm not gonna... Pig Dog. Are you sure? And they went, I yeah don't know, I heard Pig Dog. I heard it. That's exactly it, what he it it, is." Yeah, and it, it definitely. Now imagine you're on University Challenge. It'd be fantastic, <laughs> wouldn't it? Uh, but anyway, Sheffield it, Pig Dog. It's it's stuck. Uh, you poor devil.
0: So apologies for that. Anything else?
3: Uh, any yes,
0: more? Adam uh, Adam Bot. Says, I uh, had an unexpected theme in our wedding photos after the welcome signed announced Mr. and Mrs. Bolt oh, in okay. all the times to get it right. You'd yeah. think wedding planners would check, wouldn't they? Yeah. Can we just check how to spell your name? It's not like, what they call it? <laughs> Something like that, that'll do. Right. How you get the business. And uh, yeah, Gary Tophouse has been in touch. Oh, yeah, so, Gary, yeah, yes. he says, I appeared in Roger the Dodger's Dodge Clinic in the Beano oh, in oh, 1987. What a, what a great honour. I know, none of my friends believed it was me because they spelt my name Tophouse, Gary Tophouse. I also got a gas bill, addressed to Gary Catmouse (laughs) (laughs) nobody's called Catmouse Gary Catmouse
1: is fantastic
0: Mm. I said well a friend of mine worked for Lloyd's Bank which is Mm. where I happen to bank plenty of other banks if you like to and he went into the system and changed my middle name from Paul to Paula Oh, no,
3: my post was that, changed. That's a sackable offence. It probably it? is. Yeah, thought, right? should, yeah wasn't, be, he wasn't it wasn't. It Can't be messy. That's a, yeah. a matter of record with a bank, especially. <laughs> He's quite cavalier with that sort of stuff. I see. I say Cambridge did lose yesterday. We did. Yeah, we were robbed. And I said on Twitter
0: it was too windy for a team of our it quality. Joke, it? it was a joke. It was a joke. It was very windy. I took but it as a joke. It was the same for both sides. Yeah. And some Cheltenham fans have gone. You know, look, this guy thinks it was too wi- too windy. Emoji with a straight line instead of a. A smile. It's like, you can't do anything on social media, can yeah, you? No, you can't. And then you say it was a joke and they go, well, it wasn't a funny joke. And you go, oh, just for the wind and the rain. Not. So, excuse me. But it's like, I was just trying to. I was just trying to ease the pain of losing. Yeah. That was all I was trying to do.
3: Your manager said um, it's it's a bit of a flat dressing room. Well, it's on the fence, isn't it? <laughs> so <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, Effectively, yeah, that's no, that, not, that, not that, the Lord's that, Slope. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. Uh, that was this afternoon show we'll do it again tomorrow from one if you can join us that'll be great if not uh, the podcast out at around five and but uh, yeah it's birthday spread day Max, game face. <sighs> on. hang on what are you six in a row now or seven i think i can't remember six uh, or seven i've you stop got to stop ten in a row that's what the fans say. talk about yeah. for years <laughs> is stop <laughs> ten in a row so that's coming up andy and jeff peter's official scorer will join us uh thanks for listening you've been listening to the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast hear the
2: guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m on talk sports